Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Young and Adulting. We are so excited for today because this is part two of our conversation with Pastors Don and Joy Bray. If you haven't already heard episode one, go back and listen to it and come back to this one. We're so excited to hear from them again, just about all things marriage, relationship advice, and how to just love others well. From 58 years of experience in marriage, they are really making marriage cool again. They're talking about why it matters and what God says about it. So stay tuned. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. You know, our our young adults, we've got a wide audience of just people in different seasons, right? We've got young adults who maybe they're newly married couples and they're figuring this marriage thing out, or, or maybe they're dating and thinking about marriage or moving towards marriage. Um, but there's also some people who are just unsure around marriage, like we've talked about at the beginning, or just afraid of marriage or haven't seen a really beautiful picture of marriage. And so I'd love for you guys to speak to each of these three situations. What piece of wisdom would you have? Let's start with the newly married couple. What piece of wisdom? Okay. So my piece of wisdom would be don't try to change your spouse. That's great. Um, I know because I tried and I failed. <laughs> and thank when, goodness. <laughs> yes, thank goodness is right. Uh, I look back on the early years of our marriage, and um, I was I was pretty insecure as a person. I thought I was pretty grown up when I got married, but um, I I was we I married my opposite like most people do. Uh, I'm a planner. Don's a procrastinator. I loved it before we were married. I hated it after we were married. <laughs> you know, and there were and I started picking at things. I remember one morning he was just learning how to preach and he would ask me how his sermon went and I would take notes. And so I so I would tell him I thought he really wanted to know. So I would go down <laughs> all the list and I learned that there that that was that my words meant more than anybody else's words. Mm-hmm. They could the congregation could go out and say, "Great, great job, pastor." But if I said, "You know, on point number three, you should have said this," instead of saying, "Hey, honey, you know, I thought the first two points were amazing," or whatever, mm-hmm. and I realized that um, my words and trying to change him into who I thought he should be, a more detailed person, or do things my way, because I thought my way was more spiritual, actually. <laughs> That's terrible, but it's true. Yeah. And, uh, and try to mold him into the image that I thought was the right image. And I clearly remember uh, seeing that it was gradually crushing his spirit. And so uh, one day I was really uh, in my quiet time with the Lord, and He really spoke clearly to me and said, Look, Joy, when are you going to get your act together and really celebrate this beautiful man that I have placed in your life for a purpose so you can learn and grow from his strengths instead of pointing out his weaknesses? And there is a scripture in uh, Ephesians 4.2. It says, 
be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. So somebody once told us there's a garbage margin we should put around our spouse. And some of that is just who they are or the way they speak. And some of it is um, when we just need to offer grace and forgiveness. So um, that was a turning point in my life. And I learned to celebrate who he was and the strengths that he has. And actually, it's helped me grow and learn and become who I am as a person. And uh, we could we could speak for hours about that. But um, so don't try to change your spouse. Just yeah. learn to celebrate and affirm who they are. God is the one that changes. It's beautiful. He, and he does. Well, well, the fact is that when you live with somebody that you love, yes, you begin to grow together. Yes, so, great. So, as silly as this is, yes, um, I didn't know that beds had to be made every day. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, um, and, well, you're only going to mess them up again. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's yes, but, very true. <laughs> But my wife, if I would get up and go to the bathroom at night, she'd make the bed before I could get back. <laughs> now, that's not true. But the beautiful thing is, as living with someone who's more structured and organized, yeah. that had huge influence on my life, just, just watching her and letting, seeing how her life with its structure was so much more effective than some of the random things that I was doing. So now, if she goes away to visit people, I make the bed every morning, whether she's there or not, because I have now become like her. Yeah. And I'm much more spontaneous than I used to do. We just went on a trip to Iceland at the last minute, last October. I saw on my phone, it said, would you like to go to Iceland for five days? You know, one of these all-inclusive things. I said to, hey, honey, you want to go to Iceland? Because we'd been, you know, holed up with COVID and all that. He said, yeah, I've always wanted to see the Northern Lights. So I booked it right then and there. Look at that. And there we went, and we loved it. That's so cool. We highly recommend it, too. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, that that is great advice for the newly married couple. I'd love for you guys to talk to the dating couples or the ones that are, you know, in the dating game and thinking about marriage. Marriage is their goal. What would you say to them? Well, I've already started out by talking about the— the closer you get to God, the closer you can be to each other. And that's true before marriage, after marriage, throughout marriage. That's great. Um, and so that needs to be a primary thing. I also think you need to begin to learn about each other's families. Because when you, when you marry each other, you actually marry their families too. That's right. And so you begin to get a feeling of what the family dynamics are like and how that fits in. And because that you truly understand the choice to marry is a choice to connect with a family. Mm-mm. And that can bring a lot of beautiful added dimension to your life. So I've loved Joyce's parents. She's loved mine. They're all they're in heaven now. But that, that was one of the primary things that I would say. I'd also think about Process the person, understanding the filter of, of your personality and their personality. That's great. So as Joy has already said, you marry opposites. You can either compete with each other or complete one another. Mm-hmm. And be, Joy and I coming together brought strengths to each other that were helpful. Right. And we also compensated for each other that was helpful in a different way 
But we just had to learn the process that we were called to complete each other, not to compete. It's beautiful. And I just want to add that, you know, the Bible says that the two leave their father and mother and cleave together and become one flesh. And the one yeah. flesh is is something that happens pretty quickly, but the becoming one is a lifetime. Wow. And just when you're choosing your mate, that's one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. And so just realize that that's a lifetime of learning and growing that you're committing to and understand that as a challenge that God, only God can accomplish that, and He will. <laughs> That's such a helpful reminder because I think there's yes. so many young adults looking at your marriage going, mm-hmm. I want that. But it took 58 years Absolutely. to get here, right? Yes, there's absolutely. a process. And I love that you said that because that's a ch- mm-hmm. an everyday challenge that you guys mm-hmm. have committed to. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is probably a lot of people, the people unsure or afraid or nervous about marriage. What would you say to them? To the guys, I'd say, man up and do it. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> the, the, the reason is, if, if you lay the foundations of the relationship right, there's nothing more beautiful than a, than a godly, God-touched marriage. Because the level of trust you have, you can be fully known by the person. Yeah. Um, you, you can have a, a united spirit that is... That's really hard to define, but it's so phenomenal. Mm. And there is, I mean, I had joy all of the days of my marriage. Even on the hard days, I had joy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> but, um, and when you're, in, when you're in a relationship, a, a committed relationship, that, that you've already predetermined will not be broken. Mm. That, that allows you to become what you can never become on your own. But yeah. when, you, when you come reserving yourself for, to yourself, you can never become what you're destined to be because you don't open yourself up to the other person. So um, God intended marriage to be between a man and a woman. He, he intended us to be married for life. He intended us to grow together, to be one together. And when we fulfill God's intentions, we have, a, we have a quality of life that we could never have any other way. It's beautiful. And I would just add, yeah. ask yourself, what am I afraid of? It's great. Am I afraid of commitment? Am I afraid it won't last? Am I afraid I'll do things like my parents did? Am I afraid of giving up my own way of doing things? Mm, that's real. <laughs> Am I afraid of the unknown? Yeah. All of those questions are good questions to ask and to try and become aware of where those feelings are coming from and and address that as a person before you get married. Um, the second thing, of course, is to pray. And it's one of the most important decisions that you'll ever make in your life. And you can't make it by yourself. Yeah. You shouldn't make it by yourself, but there's someone who can help you and uh, and um, and will give you wisdom. That's, it. That's great. I love it. Well, I'd, I'd love to know, Pastor Don, if, if you were sitting down face-to-face with some of these, these guys or girls that are feeling this way and, and maybe they express some of their fears, like, I'm afraid that my marriage someday would look like what my parents' marriage looked like. I, I know there's so many young adults who grew up in a home where their mm-hmm. parents just 
fought every day and and life felt miserable and marriage didn't look attractive or helpful or like the way you guys make it look they they pro- they may have never seen it like that um how would you pastor them across the table what would you what would you say to them well i'd say you can look at other people's experiences and see identify the negative things and and really come to grips with that and then determine you'll be the opposite. And that's how, in my early days of leadership, I had some leaders that were not very effective. And I was was living under an ineffective leader. Hmm. And I determined if I ever had got the opportunity to lead, I would put others first. And so you can take negative experiences and use them as, as, as a way to not do marriage. So um, I think both of our parents were married their entire lives, but both of them had issues in their lives, yeah. and which we made adjustments in our marriage that we didn't have those same issues. It's great. So that's one of the things I'd say. And the other is if you go into marriage and you say the D word will never be used. Now, I have crazy f- humor. And, um, oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm nervous about where this is going. <laughs> no. And, and, but the decision was made that never in jest, in no way would I ever use the word divorce. Great. That that word was out of my vocabulary, out of my thinking, that as, we, as I had to deal with myself, as I had to deal with joy and the differences we were working through, that it just wasn't going to be there. And it, it's almost 58 years, and it's never, ever been used in our marriage. Wow. In any way. Wow. And God helping us, it, it, it will never be. And so it's when beautiful. you come with that kind, when you come with that kind of focus, it allows you to dig deep into the soil of your lives and uh, find the right way through. Right. It, it it makes you embrace compromise and change, and you can get through it together, um, anything. and Because our life, as you know, has not been easy. And we've had, you know, we've had a um, special needs son. We've had a daughter who has muscular dystrophy. We've had different things, you know, we've had different relational things. And in all of that, just knowing that together we can face that and together we can work through whatever comes up. So cool. I would also say you got to keep bringing fun into the relationship. Yeah. So You're are these, stealing are my the, point are these from some the of next your, point. Yeah, these must be your secrets to success. <laughs> yes, yes. Secrets to yes. success in marriage. Give me a few really quick. What are really they? Quick, really, really quick. Really quick. Go ahead. Okay, so one secret is we're both all in 100%, 100%. Not or it. 120, 120. I mean, it's not like you know, 50, 50 or 50, 80 or any of that nonsense. And uh, choose my, my life versus the joy of the Lord is your strength. So, as I was saying, learn to celebrate the mysteries as well as the miracles. Mm. And uh, that's what we're we've done. And I, you know, a lot of people are born with a sense of humor. He was one of them, I was not. <laughs> and I asked God actually specifically to sit to give me a sense of humor. And he did. I love that. And so it's not just a matter of, oh, I got to choose joy today. It really is, uh, you know, I know it's God, 
and wow. it's cool. <laughs> it's so cool. I love yeah. it. We all, we all need some more joy. <laughs> For real. So one of the things is that when you're in life's experiences, and we love, we love travel, we love adventure. That's cool. And uh, Joy wrote on women's spirituality for her master's uh, program. And so we went to Spain and Italy on kind of a spiritual pilgrimage for Joy because of the, pe- the, the women she wrote about. So we're in Italy and at, in Assisi where St. Francis of Assisi was. Mm-hmm. And she wanted, she heard that he had a, a prayer cave up on Prayer Mountain, and she wanted to go there. I did not want to go there <laughs> because we were in a rented car, and I knew the mountain road was terrible, or I assumed it was. Right. So I tried not to go, and finally the Lord said to me, this is her trip, not your trip. Mm. Um, and so reluctantly, not happily, <laughs> unhappily, but because it was her trip, I chose that we w- I would do what Joy wanted. And the road up to this prayer cave was horrendous, switchbacks. And, but actually when we got there and we got to experience what one of the most influential Christians in uh, history to see where he prayed, to walk the trails that he walked and pray ourselves. It was really, really incredible. And so the lesson for me was, this is a play on words not, but to choose joy. In other words, to understand the things that are important to my wife have to become important to me. And when I make them important to me, I get blessed by them as well. And so uh, piggybacking onto that, it would be um, prioritizing being together and building memories together. you know, not uh, that's really, really important because that's where you find joy. Yeah. Uh, one of the early things we did in our marriage was um, um, I was in the shower one day and Don came and decided he he had that was back when you had these little Dixie cups. Yeah. You know, and he just decided he'd throw some cold water on me, <laughs> and so I started screaming and everything else, and I was like, ah, I'm going to get you back. So that's kind of been an ongoing fun thing in our marriage. So keep the fun and the romance alive too, because yeah. that's part of the joy that and delight that we have in each other. It, that's really scriptural to delight in each other, in one another. That's from the Bible. That's it. <laughs> and she has two replaced hips, so I can't throw the cold water. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that ended. <laughs> That's amazing. This has been a great conversation, but uh, we leave this season with the same question for everyone. And I know you've already given us so much advice, but your final word, your best relationship advice you've ever received. Okay, so I'll—shall I do the first one? Yes. Uh, The best gift you can give your children is a great marriage. Hmm. That's great. So mine would be— Invest in the little things on a daily basis because the little things can become big things later in life. Yeah. And when you invest in each other day by day, you'll keep the romance alive, you'll keep the relationship connected, and you'll grow deeper together. I love it. A little soda can, 
a little nightgown, a little mm-hmm. rocking chair. These are the little things that have made up this beautiful story that God has written in your marriage and in your life. 58 years, a 58-year-long little story. Little making the bed. Little making the bed. Freshly brewed coffee <laughs> in the morning. A little cold water poured on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the little things. And yes. I think it's so beautiful. Thank you guys for really just giving us this picture that marriage is is really beautiful and can be really sacred and really special and, and can actually last because we're not seeing a whole lot of that, but it's good to know that it exists and and that it's possible. And so I just want to encourage any young adult listening today that that needed this, I'd hold on to this. This is true. This is real. This is real people living out and being faithful to each other, being committed to each other, loving the Lord with all their heart and loving each other, but it wasn't easy. It was fun and crazy, and you guys have these like wild stories. I'm like, I'm not even sure if these are real, <laughs> but it's beautiful. And I just want to thank you guys and honor your commitment to each other and your commitment to the Lord. Thank you for your time, and we love you guys so much. This is yes, it's always so special having you guys on here. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Of course. Of course. Well, young and adulting, that's it for today. We love you guys. We'll see you back on our next episode. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.